so hey guys what's up uh, i have kishan with me today uh, so kishan is the ceo of ux cam ux cam helps companies truly understand how its user experience their product enabling companies to build products with empathy so hey kishan welcome to the podcast hey sunil thanks for having me today awesome uh so kishan uh, let's start with uh, understanding like what is user onboarding first sure uh sure so um thanks again for having me and super excited to talk about uh, user onboarding today um so yeah user onboarding is um, a continuous process of uh, getting your user to the aha moment of your product um so what that means is that uh, what's a, what's an aha moment is basically actually getting getting the users to a stage where they can find value with your product quickly and um it's a continuous process where you're really helping your customers or your users to understand uh, how your product works where they're getting value um each time of the usage of the product yeah and uh, like what uh what does a typical user onboarding funnel looks like like what are the stages uh, in the onboarding funnel sure yeah so um so so as, as we mentioned as we briefly said right so getting users to the aha moment so there is a lot of lot about educating the user on how the product works and um, the typical onboarding funnel would well in 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 terms of how we educate the user could uh, could be done in few different ways so uh, typically it's generally done in three different ways um it's either uh, benefit oriented so where you're really talking to the users and and uh, enabling uh, and and sort of uh, showing the benefits of your product so this is one the second one is um, is mostly you're showing the functionality of the product itself so so this is called the functional oriented onboarding and um, and the third one is progressive oriented so benefit oriented functional oriented or progressive oriented so three type of onboarding funnel and uh, on the progressive oriented you're really kind of um, uh, showing the value of your product in in instead of showing it completely in, in one go you're you're showing it to them in multiple different stages um so in terms of really building out the funnel it it really depends on the company itself so uh, what you're offering and and kind of uh, that defines how you are building this funnel uh, so for example if um, uh, the way you the way one one would start is is you would map out the customer journey and uh, really see how what are the what are the different touch points where you can uh, either provide the benefits or the functional uh, or show the functionality of your product um so in 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 case of for example in case of um, a social network for example this could be where the customer comes into the page signs up so this would be one first part of the funnel the second would be the welcome screen uh the third would be connecting to uh, connect, uh, signing um, uh, connecting with their colleagues uh, etc uh, the fourth would be messaging 
So in, in these various steps, how do you uh, provide different, uh, how do you enable the customer to understand the various aha moment of your products? So this is how you would typically build an onboarding funnel. Totally. I I first read about the aha moment uh, in, in Sean Ellis' book, Hacking Growth. And uh, when I read about it, uh, so it's it makes more sense, obviously, when uh, when a new user is signing up on a product, so you should uh, guide them exactly on the path where uh, they, for example, part to conversion, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Right. Yeah. So every time a user is kind of coming to a product, I mean, uh, they they don't really know. It's it's the first time they're interacting with something, and uh, and it's it, it's hard. It's it's kind of. Um, you know, you're moving to a new country and you don't really know how to kind of do it. And, and it's uh, the aha moment, the way I see it is is for the company to really um, enable them to uh, show how to use the product and, uh, and, and, and kind of make the transition super easy for them. Totally. And uh, so you just mentioned uh, like there are three steps or three ways uh, onboarding funnel can look like which is like first is benefits oriented second is uh, functional oriented and third is progressive oriented so can you give like an uh, in short can you give like a one one example uh, for each of these three things yes yeah, so so in terms of um, when you are showing the benefit so let's start with the first one the benefit oriented um so at this point, when you are um, signing up for a certain app or certain product, instead of actually showing what the product feature does, you're really showing what's the benefit that you you would be able to get out of the product. Um, so take, for example, uh, Evernote. So Ever, um, Evernote, for example, we would, in this uh, app, um, when you sign up for the product, you would basically see a screen where it actually says uh, you can um, you can really organize your life better in a way. Um, I mean, obviously they say it in a, in a different way, but but kind of like you, rather than talking about uh, where you can create to do lists or memos, etc., it really uh, talks more about organizing your day to day life. So it's it's. Um, and, and, and the, the first interactions are, are really geared towards what's the benefit that you would get out of the product when you, when you, um, when you use it. Um, so so that would be, this would be an example of uh, benefit-oriented uh, benefit, benefit onboarding. Let's see. I'm trying to think about the function-oriented onboarding okay. right now. Yeah. Okay. No, take it time. Um, so in terms of the function oriented onboarding, um, if we look at the, some of the checklists app, um, for example, when you, when you sign up for the product, um, they literally kind of, um, show you on how to, how to use certain functionality. So when you log into the app, uh, when you log into the app for the first time, it basically highlights uh, one of the part of the app, which is basically the plus sign, and um, really uh, tells you like, hey, if you click on this, you can create a new checklist. 
And this is really kind of uh, instead of talking about more on the benefit, it's it's showing you the exact functionality of the app. So this is uh, this will be an example of a functional oriented onboarding. Totally. So just like uh, uh, showing like a walkthrough uh, to a new user who signed up and to do X Y Z things in your product. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, finally, the progressive onboarding is um, it's really about um, kind of uh, rather than sh showing all the features in in a go, you're really breaking it down into multiple parts. And um, and as customer progresses through your app, you're showing you're really uh, onboarding them a step at a time. So that would be an example of progressive onboarding. Okay, cool. And uh, so, uh, like, what are some of the best practices that a SaaS business should follow while making an onboarding funnel? Like, uh, are there any benchmarks or are there any, like, just, just like, what are the best practices? Yeah. Um, definitely, we can uh, let's let's uh, talk about few of the best practices. I think uh, the the main thing is although that uh, um, uh, the first of all we should really experiment experiment on these uh, experiment as well. And uh, it's it's while, while uh, one of the best practices may work for a certain company, it may not work for others. So it's definitely a lot of experimentation required. Uh, but um, there are few things that uh, that. I I think just generally applicable for most of the companies. Um, so to start off with, first of all, I, I, uh, I would say uh, uh, one of the best practices that I really uh, encourage companies to try out is, is removing the barriers to try the product. Um, so what that means okay. is, is, yeah, when you sign up for a product, when, you're, when you first uh, download an app, for example, or when you first come to a website is the uh, asking yourself the question like uh, whether the sign-up process is actually necessary for me uh, for, 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 for my customers to try out the product or not um, or um, whether as soon as I launch the app whether I should ask for permission for the camera uh, for example um, so, so really being able to kind of removing this barrier where customer, where somebody who signs up for the product, they can literally start use it, start trying it out and, and moving, removing this barrier as much as possible. So this would be the first one I would say. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I accept that, but uh, now, uh, currently, you know, what, what's happening in the world is, uh, for example, when you sign up, uh, when you download an app and uh, your iOS device and uh, it, it wants to access your camera. So there's this small pop-up which shows like, you know, uh, you want to allow this app to use your camera or not. So I think it gives a uh, user a choice to maybe allow or maybe, you know, not allow uh, the app to access the camera. But uh, it, it for, for I would say for some users, it's an annoying thing. But for some, uh, it's really like a privacy thing that they don't want an app to use their camera or something. So majorly, it's a privacy issue. Other than that, uh, if you remove the privacy part, then obviously it's going to improve the user. Yeah, yeah. But I think the key question is like whether it's uh, absolutely necessary, right? Or as well, like right when you launch the app. 
Um, I mean, this is um, something, so for example, uh, this, uh, let's say, for example, the Evernote app, um, until, I mean, um, they don't ask for the camera permission until you actually want to kind of take a snapshot of, uh, of, uh, of something, of, of a page, or uh, if you want to take a photo or something. Uh, so, so they really move this, uh, move this hurdle towards the super end, uh, towards the end of, uh, towards when you actually need it, instead of one way, uh, instead of actually asking it right away in the beginning. Totally. Being contextual, uh, I think, helps in uh, improving user experience. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And uh, I was going to just uh, add the also the example of Quora as well, right? So uh, when you sign up for Quora, they, they really, well, um, instead of kind of uh, sign up for it, they, you really get to browse it. And once you kind of uh, browse it a bit uh, uh, for for uh, for few articles, that's when you that's when the sign up process comes in. So you you still get to uh, they remove the barrier of trying the product, and you still get to experience the product first before uh, before asking any commitment from the user. So it's going to add this example that uh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So that that brings me to my last question. Like, uh, in your experience, uh, which SaaS provided you the best onboarding? Yeah. Um, so I the, the three favorite ones I'd say uh, is uh, Basecamp, Mailchimp, Duolingo. Um, but I'll I'll tell you. Uh, but awesome. I, I, right now I'm using Duolingo a lot because I recently moved to Germany and I'm learning the new language. And I really love okay. their onboarding experience. Awesome. I mean, for Duolingo, I, I really, really like is, um, you know, like comes back to the point we were talking about, like uh, it, there, in order to try the app, there is no sign up necessary. And uh, they really um, design it uh, where, where, where it's really minimal, minimal, and it kind of shows you the progress as well and where you are. And I really love the notification on and how how they send the notifications as well. So it's, uh, I mean, they ask you, uh, for example, when you're signing up, they ask you um, how long do you want to spend, uh, and and uh, whether you want to be advanced or, or or whether you want to how long how long can you spend per day. And based on that, they send you notification. And also, it's uh, done in a in a really good way where they connect connect uh, multiple platform like. Even if you sign up from your web and from your mobile, they connect all the different platforms quite well. Right. Yeah. So I, I have also signed up for Duolingo long back and uh, they have had this practice since long, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And one other SaaS uh, for which I like their onboarding experience uh, is HubSpot. So it's like a very, it's like a complex tool, but uh, for, for them, uh, they, they have missed very simplified their onboarding process. Like when you sign up uh, and enter all the details, so they, they have something like an onboarding page and then you have to uh, do these 10 tasks first to set up your CRMs and something like that. And then in those tasks, they have uh, tutorials, they have some link to articles and they have some uh, like just like walkthroughs and something like that. So it helps uh, user onboard on WhatsApp, uh, on, sorry, on right. Spot very fast. Yeah. No, totally. Um, and the task list, uh, awesome. it's interesting. The task list are actually makes you kind of, um, you know, 
And if, so for example, Quora also does something similar where you, when you sign up, uh, two or three of the checklist is already marked as done. And then you, it, and then there's like five that's left and you almost tend to, I want to complete this, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting practice as well. Really. Awesome. So that, yeah, that's it. So thanks for your time, Kishan. Uh, if uh, any one of you wants to get, get in touch with Kishan, so I'll uh, add his LinkedIn, link, LinkedIn URL in the description below. And you can check out his website, UXCAM, which is UXCAM.com. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Sunil. It was a pleasure speaking. To you.